welcome to Lionheart Talks, a series of podcasts from Lionheart. Hello and welcome to the Lionheart Talks podcast. This six-part series is all about well-being, and on this episode today, we'll be talking about coping with change. I'm Joe Grant. I'm training and well-being projects manager at Lionheart, and I'll be your host today. And for this episode, I'm being joined by my colleague Tracy Evans, one of Lionheart support officers. Good morning, Joe. Tracy, let's start by uh, letting you introduce yourself. So as I mentioned, you're one of Lionheart support officers. What does that entail? Okay, so as I say, my name's Tracy Evans and I'm a support officer for Lionheart. My main role is covering the um, helpline, taking the new calls and um, dealing with any calls that come through. And it could be a whole plethora of reasons why um, people contact us at Lionheart. So majority, I'm I'm helpline, yep. and uh, that's for uh, UK and yep. for global. So in a whole raft of so I support people from anything from, um, say from being a student, yeah, um, all the way through to retirement and everybody in between. So that's a really varied job role. Then absolutely varied. Never and know what might happen. No. You don't know. You don't know what you're going to get. I mean, eleven years working for the same company. You may say that actually, I don't like change. Um, I like to keep, uh, you know, as we're talking about coping <laughs> with change. But actually, my job is never boring, and um, it changes. Honestly, it changes every single day. There's no two days the same. There's no two phone calls the same. So that's what keeps me on my toes. Um, and yeah. reacting to change continuously absolutely it's a different situation every time you answer that phone absolutely and like you say although you may it may suggest that you're, you're not uh, a fan of dealing with change or coping with change having been at the same organization for 11 years we know from working at Lionheart there's been massive changes at Lionheart in that time absolutely in terms of the growth of the services that we offer the growth in terms of the team we've moved offices twice in the last five or six years haven't we as well so big changes when I when I started with Lionheart I believe there was only seven or eight of us wow and how many is there now is it Joe? is it 20, 30? 29 30 29 30 yeah okay I'm going to ask you to start now then Tracy by perhaps giving me some examples of change that people might be experiencing okay um the callers to us I mean there could be Gosh, I mean, uh, it could be personal um, be- uh, relationships, um, bereavement, uh, divorce. Um, when I say relationships, relationship breakdown. Yeah. Um, new relationships. Okay, and then with work, um, it could be a change of role, change of manager, um, change of strategy, change of approach. Um, it could be you know change of just change of uh, working practices there's so many different there's things so many. there isn't there? there's so absolutely change see there are so many different things because there's so much change going on around us so yes with covid there was obviously changes to people's working practices there was working from home there was people being furloughed there was getting used to spending 24 7 with those people that you live with so personal change within your personal life as well and it was all out of people's control maybe have a fantastic relationship with your partner or your family when you're both going out to different jobs and taking time away from each other for hobbies but when you're pushed together permanently or 
continuously for those periods of times as well, that also can have a, a, a big impact on people. I think to discuss this in better detail, I'd like you to perhaps, could you give me a scenario of someone that might contact you in a situation? I think we talked about this a little bit before today. Um, an example that perhaps people would relate to might be um, within that working environment, either a change of management or um, a change in technology was something that you also mentioned. So maybe you could focus on one of those and give us an example. Okay, so fo let's just focus on uh, a, a change at work. So what we find, um, if there's a change with technology. Yep, Okay. great example. So somebody has been um, working for the business for many years and then there's a change in management, there's a change in uh, working practices and so for for a lot of years uh, the individual has been using pen and paper perhaps yeah or a um you know going and putting it on the laptop and writing up uh, reports yep. that way so that that's how the, you, that's something what they've used to, something the they've actually been used to for a long time and then um something you know something happens as i say a new manager comes in changes the working practices and brings in a whole you know whole, a whole new way of working with tech and so in that's uh, it seemed to be more um you know it it, it seemed to be more um creative uh, outputs are better it improves uh, accuracy so there's a lot of pros, pros for the for changes yep. okay now then you, you, what you're going to find is that some staff will absolutely embrace that change they're open to it um, where others will resist, okay, um, yeah. and because they're not, the reason of the resistance is they're not, they're not resilient that they can go forward, hit the ground running. Like say, say for example, somebody that's been used to working in with that practice before, or uh, you know they're, they're quite tech savvy really, um, and so they then that individual then starts to feel left out, they feel left behind, they feel like they've got no voice, they've got nobody to go to. This is a this is a common scenario. Yeah. Okay. I could imagine. And then what will happen with that person is uh, it will start to affect them internally, and it will it will create stress, uh, and that stress will then create into and morph into a period of anxiety, and that person can actually become uh, they can it can affect their work um, outputs anyway, so they're not they're not the normal self. Okay. Um, and so while all this change is happening, especially with the tech, if you've got somebody that just take that little bit longer, you know, to accept and to uh, understand um, yeah. how to use it. But then that person is in such an anxious state that they're not sleeping, they're not coping. And uh, it becomes massive. It becomes a massive problem. I can imagine that that could be quite challenging, especially perhaps with the scenario you mentioned and linking to technology mm. because it's more likely to be your experience more experienced member of staff perhaps that's been doing that job for a hell of a long time that's used to doing it that certain way but perhaps isn't as used to tech doesn't use tech so much outside of work so they go from perhaps feeling like the experienced one the one that everybody can perhaps go to and they can help to being the one that doesn't understand what's going on compared to their younger exactly, newer exactly. colleagues. Exactly, it's what I've said. They start to withdraw. 
Yeah. Okay. And they don't feel they can pull in with a conversation um, anymore. So they feel isolated within the team. So that then has that has that impact um, individually. And I have experience where somebody has called Lionheart on the outline in absolute floods of tears, can't cope, can't cope, can't cope. And I've, you know, it's been known that I've sent people home. I've advised people to go home okay. from the workplace. Leave now. Yeah. Go home. Okay. I will call you. Get drunk. When you can drive safely, you go home now. Okay. And then when you get home, we will call. We, we will talk. Okay. Okay. And then what so, comes out is all of that. And, you know, what I've, what I've just explained there is um, it's the change. Okay. And at that point, where would you go f- from there? We know and we, we can identify. I can identify by talking to that person. Have they been, has they, have they been supported through? Okay. Quite often not. And so uh, my, you know, my priority is that well-being yeah. of that individual. But it's the impact. Yep. It's the actual impact on that, on, on that person. And um, it's, it's then kind of, it's assessing what help and support and often people have got to a point where they're actually before they actually cry up cry cry for help they're actually burnt out yeah and it's well okay you need to step back now yeah you need to take time out i want you to go to your doctor and i want you to have weekly conversations with me to get you ready to go back into that to go back into that environment but actually speak up for yourself and take have that take that control back because often this is about when um people do not um, transition with any changes when they feel that they've lost control um, the, the, it's the transition it's the ability to adapt and move with the change whatever that is whether it's personal private work related it's yeah. your personal ability to actually go with go with the flow uh, and making sure that you have the right support so we recognize I think or everybody will recognize friends perhaps or colleagues that they've got that seem to adapt well to change run with change and welcome change enjoy change perhaps yes for a better word um whilst others of us might be a little bit more resistant it might depend on that situation but my question here would be what can people do then to help themselves to more successfully move through change i believe Okay, this is what I, you know, I can say what works. Yeah. Communicate. Okay. You've got to, you've got to put your hand up. So important. You have got to put your hand up to say, do you know what? I'm not coping very well here. Okay, yes, I have. I have done the training course on that new uh, iPad. I still don't get it. I need extra time. um, And I need, uh, I'm feeling, you know, stressed. You fear feeling weak um, or any, judged. You feel judged, weak. Um, you know, it's about, well, actually, it's strong to be able to put your hands up and say, I don't get it. How is that going to affect me? Yeah. Okay. And then it can be, then it can start to spiral into um, going down a road or a path um, that isn't actually um, reality. Yeah. It's a thought. It's a perception of, of, of what's going on. So the main, the main carrier here 
is communication. communication. Communication and be your true self. The most important thing is when you realise something's not quite right or you're struggling with something, that's the time to address it. Don't wait and hope it gets Don't better. Don't wait it gets better because it'll just fester. And that's what happens. That's when, you know, say, when people call uh, the helpline, Joe, you know, it's at the point, often it's, it's, it's way down the line where they haven't um, dealt with things uh, internalised or, or processed. It's, it's processing what's going on around you. And if you can start earlier of like, okay, what do I need? But what do I need from you? Whether it's your manager, whether it's your colleague, whether it's the big boss. What do I need from you so I can be the best I can be? Don't run off and go down the, the road where actually, you know, okay, I'll just, I'll just carry on, I'll just mooch along, I'm just going along, I'll bumble along, I'll bumble along and then whack. Before you know it, you've and reached you've, you've reached burnout. If you've got a good manager and you've got good colleagues, yes, then they're going to want to see the best from you, aren't they? Or get the best for you. So they're going to want to help you. If you're, They'd rather help you than see you struggling yeah. and have to deal with that. So that's kind of um, a good practice with, with work. But if you find yourself within anybody listening, really, that you feel that you're on the way to that burnout where you become, um, you know, you're not, you're not functioning well, you find it's taken over your sleep patterns, you're waking up in the night, uh, or, or, you know, you wake in early morning, or you're dreading going into work on the Monday, um, and you're just constantly thinking about, about work and catastrophizing. Uh, that's the sign, that's, that's the sign to me to say, whoa, you're get off your treadmill, stop, Stop, take a breath, step back, call Lionheart. Um, and that's what, um, that's, well, that's a common, that's a common reason. Yep. Yeah, there's some kind of, cha- well, there is some kind of change. Something's changed. Something's, Something's ch- happened in somebody's <laughs> life, whatever it is, you know. Something's changed and that's Something's why you're changed. now struggling, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. There's been some change that you can go back with somebody and find and, you know, plot a, plot a path with them to say, well, okay, then you can, they can come with a reason but actually you can go back on a path and it could be, it could be there's bereavements along the way. You know, there's family, there's been family issues as well. And it, and it's like, um, it's like a rolling stone gathering moss. (laughs) So my next question now is going to be, do you find that sometimes people will come to you with what might be a quite small change recently, but actually when you delve into it a little bit more, it's kind of been the tipping point for other things that perhaps haven't been dealt with absolutely previously so you find so, so somebody bigger. yeah somebody can come through and they've got well you see there's no such thing as a little issue there isn't because it's because somebody said in fact somebody rang no, me the somebody yeah somebody rang me the other day and said you know it, you know it could be seen as trivial because she's had a, an argument um with somebody a friend and we'll go back, okay, um, and it'll, it'll uncover quite a lot of different issues that have gone on. Um, and I, li- I liken it to a wedge, okay, mm-hmm. that when you are at the top of the wedge, all yep. right, visualise yourself at the top of the wedge where things are going th- through, life's marching on and, uh, you, you know, everything's good. Yep. Everything's, it, it, you know, it's not brilliant, but it's good. Yeah. 
okay, and then something can happen, you know, an event, any event, and it can take you down the wedge. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you, you're marching along for a little while down the wedge, um, and then um, you're not you're not feeling you're not feeling good there. You get you're carrying on, you're carrying on, and then something else can come and hit you, and it can take you further down that wedge. And you've got you're very stuck in that corner, and it can be um, multiple reasons, bereavements, relationship breakdown. It can, in fact, you know what? It can be absolutely anything and everything. But it can be the straw that breaks the camel's back. That one little thing can just be the tipping edge. I think we're perhaps all a bit guilty of it. But when we think about change initially and the changes that we go through in our life, we think about the big things. I would say, Joe, it's it's about you know it's about your outlook as well. How positive do you do you feel, and how, how you know how positive do you think? And if somebody's um, optimistic. They take an optimistic view. They can check, you know, it, it's easy. It's like um, resilient. Yes. It's the word, isn't it? Resilient. Yeah. You know, but it's where you it's where you are within yourself when you're not so resilient and when you are down and there is a, there's another change that comes flying, it becomes massive and it becomes a catastrophe and you start to catastrophize and it can then lead to all sorts of mental health issues, physical health and generally being down, let's say, when I say somebody's down, it can be down physically, it can be down mentally, yeah. it can be both. Um, and that's what you find when, uh, some, you know, that's when you can't cope with the yeah. change. Whereas the week before, before that other thing then come and bumped you. It was all fine. You coped with change. It was fine. And it you've got good, to remember yeah. that actually everybody copes with change because change is, change is constant. So... Coping with change and finding it difficult to change. Um, and if you do find it, well, I don't like change. I don't like, I don't, you know, like with the work. Yeah. Comfortable. I don't want to change. I don't want things to change. Yeah. Well, actually, everything changes all the time. So, yes, you can cope with change because it's, it's when you actually think about it that you think, well, you can't cope. Yeah. Well, actually, and you have coped well. And you've managed. With everything that goes on, you're, you know, we, we, we we do because it's there it's 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 there throughout life isn't it yeah so i think you've touched there on resilience i think we've covered a lot of what changes people might be going through what that might feel like why they might be struggling but what are some of the advice that you might give somebody that's struggling what can people do to help them okay the biggest thing for me is just have that word in your head support mm-hmm. communication mm-hmm. talk those words talking communication support and that let me just i'll just bring it back to um what we you know what we do on the support helpline yep. at, at lionheart that is your that is your avenue okay whenever you're not feeling like i say uh your full self okay yep. and you are feeling down mm-hmm. um that is the time to pick up that telephone and call a support officer at Lionheart. That's where you'll get the support. Okay. Okay. And if there's anything going on, uh, you know, in your in your in your private life or with a working relationship, you know, it's about inc- it's about it's about getting the belief, the self belief back uh, through conversation to go to go back and uh, get that assertiveness 
and have build a your confidence. And build your confidence. Get that confidence to go back and um, communicate how you're feeling. Yeah. What do you What are you bring into the table as well? Yeah. And it's about negotiating. You know, a lot of people feel that, oh God, they won't listen to me. You know, this is the expectation. No, they'll do nothing. But yeah, that is the expectation. But also, what you need to to realise that expectation. This is the support you need. What support are they giving to you? What support are you getting to enable you to reach that goal? Right now, you are not getting that support. Yeah. You're not talk- you haven't been talking, you've been keeping it in for yourself. So often that helpline when when uh, the member rings the helpline, it's a really good powerful long conversation. You often get the long drawn breath. I say just give it me. Just go for it. Just tell me everything. Yeah. Tell me everything. And then that's it then. It just all comes out in a like an avalanche. That's the start of the support. And then what we'll do is that we'll start to tailor a pathway yeah. of support that is right for right for that individual. And would you give that individual uh, advice on other things they could be doing to look after their, their well-being? Would you, um, maybe their physical well-being in terms of perhaps the importance of sleep or getting know, activity when getting somebody yeah but when somebody is um down there mm-hmm. all right making any changes initially is difficult so it's really is baby steps okay okay i would never say what i want you to do now i lunch in your lunch hour i want you to go for an hour's walk and uh yeah and do all this and do all that and make sure you go to bed early uh, eat all the right things and go to bed and get your eight hours doesn't work like that in reality because if somebody said that to me it'd go in one ear and out the other it really would be well okay then what can we do what steps can you take today what steps can you do over the week what can you start to introduce Uh, perhaps okay not every lunchtime can you go for that work but maybe let's go for like one day just challenge yourself just to go for that just get out for 10 minutes for yourself on 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 a monday Right, okay, you can't do it every single day, but actually aim aim for that time. And then um, I often say, I mean, anybody that's not sleeping anyway, send them to the uh, website and pull down the um, the stress support and the sleep uh, time to breathe exercise. Oh, yeah. Um, it's because it's, I say, look, I say, do you do meditation? No, often they're not. Yeah. Because they're not doing anything. Um, no, uh, okay, so look, I'm going to, a little exercise for you this week. It takes the time to boil an egg. It's only three minutes, three yep. minutes exercise, time to breathe. Just have a go. You probably won't get it first time, but once you start and just get into a habit, just build the habit up and so start to start introducing little things. And then over time, you know, if somebody um, has got, when we start to look at what's actually um, happened, um, like we said, when we start going back, it could be a, it could be, it could feel a smaller thing, but it could be a, a massive thing. And it, we go back and go back and go back. Well, actually, there's been a lot that have gone on over a long period of time, and there's a lot of emotional build up in that case. You know, in that sort of cir- circumstance, first thing I would be doing is recommending our counselling support. If somebody is at a point where there's a change coming forward, there's a future change. Or they would like to change. Because um, people actually embrace change. They want to change. Yeah. It's not all about coping with change as in everything's everything's so, you know, like negative and, and down. Actually, people yeah. people actually want to change. Uh-huh. They want to grow, but they don't know how. 
different aspects, isn't it? It is. What we've not actually yeah, but it's today. coping. Yeah. It's coping with. It's still coping with change because you want to make a change. You want the growth and you want those goals and those. You've got those aspirations, but you don't know how, how to, to go ever. about it. And then it's about your own confidence and your own self esteem to be to enable you. So again, it's a strategy. You know, it is a string of coping with change because, right, you know where you want to go but you don't know how to do it and you feel stuck. Yep. So in that circumstance, I would be absolutely recommending um, our coaching support service. Yep. Yeah, a formal coaching yep. uh, where it's structured. Okay. And like with any sort of, when we say change, sometimes it's a new routine and it's, we need, uh, gosh, uh, we need a new habit. We need to build a habit well, it takes a while. Depends which book you read, but they'll tell you how how many how many days or how many weeks or whatever yeah. it is to change a habit. Um, it can take a long while if you've got the will. Yeah. Okay, and then somebody can give you the tools, tools. to find the way. You're on it. Yep. Okay, you've got you've got it, and then you can uh, be, be you know you can be whoever you want to be, however you want to be. But it's when we get resilient and we can't cope with anything, change anything yeah that is when um i would say that's a call to action really so one of the things that we did talk about today or prior to today yeah was this 888 concept yeah do you want to go into a little bit more detail i will i mean with with, with the 888 concept okay it's an well how many hours are in a day joe 24 thank you and how many hours um, sleep do they recommend? Around about eight. They do, don't they? Yeah. So there's... And how many hours normally do you work? I guess people generally. are generally out for about eight hours, aren't eight they? Eight hours. Or contract the A. Listen, yeah. that's the beauty of this. <laughs> it's not how many hours you do, it's how many you, you are contracted do. <laughs> to do and how much you're paid per hour. Yeah. Okay. That is, so if you keep that in, in mind, so if you've got 24 hours in the day. Yeah. Okay. It, now this is, uh, you know, it's a challenge, but even if you, like I say, don't do it like, okay, this is how I'm going to start tomorrow because, and then this is how I'm going to live the rest of my life. Um, but just start to think about this and think about bringing it in at least once a week and start to build it. Okay, think about eight hours, eight for eight hours of that week you work hard. Okay, eight hours a day. Yeah, you work hard. Yeah. Okay, whatever that hard looks like, focused hard. Yeah. Right. Then eight hours for uh, family, self care, relaxation, and fun. I don't get that. That sounds like a real treat, doesn't it? It does. Eight hours a day that you should be able to find for fun and self-care and relaxation. And then eight hours sleep, right? Yeah. How many times do you get eight hours, Joe? I don't. That's one I'm good on. Are you? But you're good. You're good anyway because you're uh, you're, you're then, very good at your with your uh, well being. You do. I'm active, so therefore I sleep I more. <laughs> yeah, I try now to really get into this at least a couple of times a week. Where I think, right, okay, I'm going to do my hours. Right. I'm going to be really, really focused here for eight hours, and then I'm going to really switch off and zone out. I'm going to turn off all my 
um, handheld, my mobile, it's going off. I'm just going to have a little bit of fun. I can watch a bit of Netflix. I can watch some comedy show. Yeah. Or I can then uh, take my pets for a walk. Yeah. And then have that eight hour sleep. Now, that is what the aim is. That is your aim of a 24 hour clock. 24 hours, the eight, eight, eight rule. And if you can start to build that, be conscious of of that, be mindful of that and start to think about that and start to just think, think, you know, just think about it in your, you know, in your consciousness. You can start to build those good habits. Plan those eight hours. You know what, I'm not going to do more than eight hours today. That's the way it should be. And that's what the aim is. Like I say, not every day, but at least once or twice a week. Keep to your 888 rule, guys. That's what I would say. Good advice there, Trace. Thanks for that. So as we come into the end of today's podcast, I'm going to ask you one final question, and that is what piece of advice would you, or what one thing would you like people to take away from today's podcast? If, as I say throughout this, that if you don't feel your full self and you feel low, if you're feeling low, whether that's physical mental or both and something's not feeling quite right whether that's work whether it's home life or both then pick up the telephone and and, and call us on the helpline or um, drop us an email and like I say there's no problem um, big or small and and, and a little change um, a little change to, to one person is a massive massive change and a big deal to another that is, uh, that's the message I would like to give. And don't forget, it's about communication, support and talk. As we come to the end of today's podcast, I just wanted to remind you um, to take a look at Lionheart's website where you can find out a lot more information on all of the services that we're able to provide for our ICS professionals and their families. I've been your host today, Joe Grant, and today I've been joined by our lovely guest, Tracy Evans. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you, Joe. Thanks so much for joining us on Lionheart Talks and we hope you've enjoyed the episode. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast platform to hear from us again and don't forget you can find out more about how we're helping surveyors and their families on our website, lionheart.org.uk.